This podcast is rated E for explicit. I'm so excited about the return of this series. The idea behind Inside the Mind of a Poet was to sit back, unpack the poetry along with the events that inspired it. This time around, we've tweaked things a bit, and I get to sit in the hot seat while producer Calvin takes over as host. So basically, he picks a poem that has already been released for your listening pleasure, and we dive into everything that went into the making of it. The direction of the interview and the questions that shape it were not and will not be disclosed to me before our taping of these episodes. Okay, so let me get my mind right because something tells me this is getting ready to be like therapy. You met me in the midst things, shedding skin, sprouting wings, looking at life as a spiritual being through a human lens, having conversations with God about so many things. This show is your invitation. God is the conversation. I think that sometimes when people read a poem, they may actually relate to it, or maybe sometimes it just resonates with them. But I feel that those feelings can be enhanced when they understand better the inspiration behind it. So I want to start with asking you if you feel kind of the same way. Um, yeah. In thinking about my history with writing um, different pieces uh, back from the days of um, writing in a newspaper, one of the best experiences actually is uh, getting to hear from people and see where they take it, where they take it emotionally, where they take it intellectually. Um uh, and then, you know, it, it kind of helps me um, realize that it's th- not my own in that way anymore. You know, once you write it and you put it out into the world, it becomes something else for the people who receive it. It becomes theirs um, and they take ownership of it and what it means to them. Um, sometimes there are conversations um, where they w- are curious about what it meant to me and what the inspiration was behind it. But, you know, the way I remember it, uh, for the most part, a lot of people just really wanted to share with me their experiences and what it elicited for them. And I I feel exactly the same way. I think that when I look at a poem, I'm not really thinking about how the the poet felt. Mm -hmm. I'm really thinking about you know, what is it that they're trying to share with me that I can actually take back and apply to my own life? Yeah. Right. 
Um, and I, I do think that's a beautiful thing, but I also do agree that at times it really feels so much better to really understand the state of mind they're in and what inspired them to really feel enough to actually write this down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I think I wanted to do something where we could kind of unpack, you know, what a lot of the inspiration was um, behind the poetry. And even when I wrote Lies I Never Quite Believed years ago, I didn't want to just do a book where I just, you know, threw some random poems in it without giving some context or some background surrounding, um, you know, what the inspiration was and where I was when a lot of those things were shared and written, you know, so I think that, that, that gives people perspective on what, um, what's being said and probably maybe a different way to look at it, maybe from how they would have, had they not had the background, um, information. So, Good. I think that's a a great segue into what I really want to talk about Mm -hmm. today. So just keeping all that stuff in mind, what we both were just chatting about there, I want to really talk to you about your poem, In My Mother's Shoes, which I really encourage everyone to go back and listen to, Season 3, Episode 8. Based on the title, I can tell it relates to your mother. Can you just give us some quick thoughts on the background behind it? Um, I've been unpacking, sorting out um, a lot of... Um, issues that I've had with in the relationship with my mother. Um, and so this poem um, was inspired by this a memory that I had that just kind of kept coming back to me. And it was a memory of uh, when my mother came to visit um me one of many times that she came to visit while I was living with my grandmother. What made this time different was that she had forgotten an article of of clothing. And um, I think it was like a night night gown or something like that, that she just didn't, she just didn't remember to pack. And so I discovered it maybe a day or two afterwards. And I remember it having her scent and everything. And I was like, in that moment, I guess I remembered or I, I, at least I connected with how much I missed her. Um, and it was weird because I don't think I would have had the emotional um, experience around it had it not been for the garment. I think it would have been easier for me to just, you know, fall back into my life w- without her, right? Um, and just, you know, do what I was doing at however old I was, eight, nine, however old I was at that time. And But that that, that garment... Uh, just kind of like cemented that experience um, in a way that I guess lasted, you know, for uh, many years after that. And um, lately um, it was just something that uh, I felt like was haunting me and I had to do something with it and, and see where it was taking me. Where was this memory wanting to, take me what was the message there what what needed to be said you know and then connecting that to all the other things that happened afterwards and to this um idea that we had traded places connecting to another memory where i was the one leaving um and seeing her um at the dock at the on the pier uh while i was on a boat leaving 
and tying those two experiences together. Uh, We both left each other at different times in our lives and wondering if those times um, felt the same, you know, Uh, how they were experienced. Um, What was it like in her shoes? Uh, I think part of my journey to forgiveness and understanding and acceptance in regards to a lot of things that happened in my childhood is uh, going into my mother's shoes and trying to look at things from her perspective and what it might have felt like for her as a mother having to leave her child behind and going going to experience and pursue different, you know, things to better herself and to uh, perhaps create a better life for both of us. And so um, I hadn't been able to do that as as effectively as I uh, am able to do now. I guess now that I've healed a lot of my own stuff, I'm able to now look further and deeper and explore some things uh, in regards to what the her experiences might have been like. And I saw, so that exploration or the willingness to go on that journey is where this poem was born out of. Therapy has never been so poetic. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. when two souls from different yet similar worlds decide to unite around one purpose, one pride. A podcast that makes room for all the voices and their diverse and unique perspectives. Melissa Weiss grew up in an Orthodox Jewish Hasidic home. Paleo Alvarez grew up Catholic back in Spain. Despite the differences in their religious upbringing, they unite around a purpose that is very much the same. A purpose that they both see themselves in. Giving LGBTQ voices a safe space to explore what spirituality means to them. So whether it's hidden or forbidden, take the journey of self-exploration with Melissa Weiss and Paleo Alvarez on the Forbidden Apple Podcast. Listen on your favorite podcast app or visit the Forbidden Apple Podcast.com. My intention for this podcast is for it to be an enlightening experience of love. And from what I hear, that intention is being met loud and clear. This was amazing. I wish every high school senior who's graduating can hear this. And every college graduate can hear this. This is super, super special. And I enjoyed it 100%. I like where you are coming from, using the word God to communicate to people. Because so many people have so many different ideals of God. You seem to be on a higher spiritual plane because you seem to have a personal connection, which is a great thing. We're all God's children, but some of us just do devilish things. I think what we're going through at these times right now with this coronavirus is 
teaching us we all need each other. Indeed, we do. And it is with the support of people like you, I will continue to answer the call to share what God has given me. Because this is a gift I believe the world is meant to hear and see. gave us a lot to unpack there. I had actually planned to ask you about the garment and I was going to ask you about whether it was an imagined thing, you know, used as a metaphor or mm-hmm. if it was real. But obviously the realness is what made the connection, um, you know, and, and created, you know, a lot of the inspiration behind this. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I wanted to talk about is that, you know, you, you, you mentioned the word how it was haunting you, right? And you wanted to get to the bottom of that. And I, I did want to talk about the experience of longing. Um, the garment was a good example of that to me. It's like, you know, you've got this thing you can hold on that's tangible, but there's still something missing. Right. And I, 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 I kind of want to get your idea about how you felt about just that aspect of, of what was going on with you. I think I was um, feeling a lot of uh, emotions around what her experience was like having the absence of a child that she wanted to connect with, not just then, but now. Um, And that there's these barriers that the circumstances of our lives have, have erected between us. And so I have found myself in my journey to understand my journey of forgiveness uh, for her on the other side of these barriers. Um, and looking from what might be her perspective over at a child who she sometimes struggles to understand or to connect with um, and trying to uh, bridge that gap and feeling the emotions around failing on some level to do that. Um, And then at the same time, uh, on my end, thinking about wh- what is it that I could do to make that easier for her. And also thinking about the walls that, the same walls, but thinking about why I haven't been able to get over them. Why I haven't been able to climb them, you know? Um, and, I was just going to yeah. say that that's a lot of emotion for a relatively short poem. Yeah. But yeah. I do feel like, you know, it's one of my favorites because there's so much packed in there. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, thinking about this, just looking at this discussion right now, the inspiration and all that stuff, we're talking a lot more about the the deep and we're taking up more time than the actual poem itself. Yeah. <laughs> so you can tell how much richness there is there. Yeah. Um, but I, I wanted to do talk to you really specifically about that turning the tables thing, right? Where you're starting to feel more of in your, your, your mother's shoes. The big question that always comes to my mind is how do you now feel about your mother? How do you feel about yourself knowing all of the stuff that you've, you've gone through? Mm. Well, I think I have a whole lot more compassion for her and her experiences, um, her life experiences. I think that compassion comes with a willingness to to look uh, deeper into her experiences and her 
her point of view, her perspective on how things um, played out, what happened, and so forth. And so um, the poem um, has given us the opening to have more of those conversations. Um, and so I think that's have, that has been a tremendous bridge to healing between us. Yeah, I, yeah. I had a very similar experience with my mother. You know, she was a teenage mother, so she was obviously had a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, when I was really young, I didn't see them. It was only became when I became a teenager that I started to get a lot of resentment. You know, mm-hmm. um, but then you know, in my in my twenties and thirties, I started to really stop and say, okay, what were the challenges? You know, what 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 do I feel about that, and how does that make me a, a happier person if I'm carrying this anger around, right? Right. And it really was an important thing for us to just sit down and talk, you know? And I didn't have the wherewithal to write her a poem, <laughs> but at least I think that putting your, your yourself in your parents' shoes really was effective. Um, you did bring up another thing about opening up the, the conversations, right? And cause I feel like poems don't just sit out there on their own. They're, they're an invitation to have a conversation, right? I hope so. Yeah. So how did you think she would react? And, and, and I'm assuming you've already shown this to her. So how did she react? And, and you know, just kind of the comparison of those. Um, I thought that she would receive the poem really well as I was doing it, as I was writing it. Um, and I, I, I wanted it to be something that uh, was in its own way, its own love letter to her, its own way of saying, I love you. I've always loved you. Um, and perhaps something that she would cherish. Um, and that would be a beautiful milestone in our relationship. And so I believe that, you know, that I I think that intention was felt on the other side. And um, she did send me a beautiful response to it. And she talked about she reflected a lot in her response to it about, you know, her own regrets. Um, She apologized for things that um, she felt that she could have done better. The, The things that that she said, I believe that the poem kind of gave her the opening to, to, to share her desire to uh, connect more with me in the future um, and wanting to have things be the best they can going forward and us being intentional about do, doing whatever is necessary so that we could have a healthier relationship. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I, I think that it's a great perspective that the parents also have to put themselves in our shoes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that your mother actually was thoughtful enough to do that is important too. So all in all, I think the poem actually did its job. Yeah. Um, I just want to thank you for uh, the time today to shed some light on the inspiration behind the poem. Um, but I also know that it helps other people appreciate it more, appreciate right. the poem more. Right. But I also think that it helps us to really reflect and put ourselves in our parents' shoes to actually say, what can we do differently or how do we feel, right? So again, I want to encourage you all to go back to season three, episode eight, take another look at the poem, um, contrast it with the inspiration behind it. And I feel like you're going to get a lot more out of it.
I'm Akil Johnson, the poet god. Thank you for listening.